You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 390 of Podcateers. This week, Larry is back and we hear how he feels about Hawkeye so far. Rogers, the musical merch, hits the stores. Trying to figure out how we can watch Spider-Man No Way Home, considering tickets seem to be sold out everywhere. And speaking of which, boy was I wrong last week, and we'll fill you in on those details. Genie Plus has officially come to Disneyland, and Bob Iger is stepping down as chairman of the board, and the Disney company has already made a historic selection to replace him. Remember that you can join the conversation and discuss some of these topics on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers, but we'd like to invite you to join our growing community over on Discord. You can find an invite to join in the blog post for this episode over at podcateers.com slash 390. Now we're about to get things started, but before we do, we'd like to take a moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, or to us, our podcast, Fairy Godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our monthly happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. All right, let's get this thing rolling. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us. We hope that you enjoy what you hear and that you come back for more. For all of you that have been hanging with us for some time, what's up? Welcome back. Of course, we appreciate all of you as well and the time that you spend with us weekly. So let's get this thing started. Here is episode 390 of Podcateers. Boom! Y'all ready for this? I can do this all day. I can do this all day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Larry, welcome back. We missed you last week, buddy. Sorry about that. I had to take care of. I had to go watch the Avengers of the Musical. I wish. I, don't blame me. <laughs> I would have totally ditched us to go watch that if it were a real thing. <laughs> Like I in wish a heartbeat. That's what I was doing. And I had to say Larry's funny thing at the end. <laughs> that was good. That was I was nailed it. That was just as good. Uh, well, since you're back, you know, before we get too far into the episode, Hawkeye's been running for a few weeks now. Three episodes in. You know, what are your thoughts so far? I can't wait till we get the jumpsuits and go to the park together with the Podcateers logos on the Backside, right? We agreed on that. Yeah, tracksuit mob. <laughs> yeah, track mob. <laughs> oh god, no, yeah, um, it's awesome. I could see a lot of parallels uh, to a comic book series from the 2000s that was a Hawkeye series, uh, and this adaptation Disney Plus has made. And uh, you guys nailed a lot of points last week without spoiling it, so that's great because I hadn't watched it when I listened to the episode from prior last week. I hadn't watched it all, but I got super stoked about uh, <laughs> the musical, as you guys mentioned it during it, and talked about some of the lyrics and some of the, the lines, the punchlines. That was great. Uh, and I think each episode, which which is really cool, is like it's unveiling what Marvel does so w- well, 
and Melissa talked about is it gave me a timeline of where they thought this would happen. But I'll admit when I first watched it, it says present time. When is present time though? <laughs> and then it has like multiple stories going on that, uh, you know, that deals with both Kate and Hawkeye and his family and his kids. And then also, you know, the, the family behind this whole thing. Like I'm thinking, what does the tracksuit mafia? We did see a big character this week uh, come through now and kind of show who they are. Uh, but what, who is controlling them? I guess is the bigger question now. Yeah. So to fill in the answer for the timeline question, Ooh. because of when it's taking place after Endgame and everything, the year is 2025, present day saw that they had a poster like hidden i don't know if you guys caught that like at one point they were sitting with the dog on a ledge and there's this poster where they're waiting for his i don't want to give away something if you haven't watched spoiler stop now they're fixing his earring hearing aid they're sitting like on a porch or something i believe if you look to the right of them there's a poster there says 20 blocked so i don't know that's when i was like is it that time but i I've seen other pictures that show that poster. It says 2025. So yeah. that's that was where I think at least I was hoping it'd be at. But yeah. Yeah, this one's supposed to be taking place a couple years after Endgame. Yeah. What so, a trip. Yeah. That's so cool because just think about the characters. These characters both sub- survived like that whole scenario. Like we've seen that how it affects already Bishop, of how it affects her. And what she's became, you know, Hawkeye's basically number one fan. And also, also what a true, let's just say it, a badass, like seriously, like the introduction of her and her capabilities and how good she is. But she's just like, almost like the Robin Hood effect. I hate to quote a DC thing where it's like, if you like did the Robin Hood, Batman and Robin Hood, or excuse me, Robin, Batman and Robin, excuse me, Batman and Robin dynamic, where it's like right in the cocktails kind of, but she's still her own woman and very understanding of like something is a front here. That's not right with my mom and her companion. So very interesting. The one I've been trying to figure out where it fits is Spider-Man no way home. How it fits into this. Yeah. I, I want to say that I think Spider-Man no way home is taking place in 2024 because it's supposed to be happening really closely after Endgame. Hmm. So technically, and and this is where I, I think it's going to begin to get a little muddy. I think Hawkeye is technically taking place after Spider-Man. Wow. So, yeah. it, I mean, the fact that they're balancing all of that and, you know, you want to make sure that you release this show that you talk about Kate Bishop, that you introduce this, you know, this new character angle, this new character, the storyline that's going to hopefully feed into the dirty look that Kevin Feige gave, you know, (laughs) when they were talking about young Avengers, you know, with all of that panning out, you don't want to give too much away because, you know, ideally you want to keep what happens in Spider-Man a secret so you have to have this entirely separate storyline that will still continue to help the MCU evolve while keeping, you know, Spider-Man, Multiverse of Madness, and all these other elements of the MCU intact without giving away what's happening. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So this juggling act that they play all the time, year wise, and how they do it, I wish I had that skill. <laughs> Can't even put notes in my phone right and tell Siri to remind me when to do those notes. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, well, are you guys planning on watching No Way Home? Like opening weekend or opening oh, week wish. or anything? I don't know. Can you get tickets? At the- <laughs> I know. Oh, nice. <laughs> Last I heard, they were like going out really fast, which is they great. Are. Yeah, 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 they are. So, if you're able to find any tickets or buy them on eBay for up to five hundred dollars, if you're so inclined, I know it's going to be really difficult to find many theaters that will be showing it. We're going to try, and and this is the the where it the try comes in because. If you're familiar with how a drive-in functions, not many drive-ins allow pre-sales for tickets. Like you have to drive up and you stand in line and opening the box office. And if you get lucky, you buy a ticket, you park your car and boom, you watch your film, right? Mm -hmm. So we're hoping that because we can't get tickets to a movie theater, that we can get it at the drive-in. And so that's kind of our fallback idea other than having to wait two weeks or whatever to try to watch it in another format but uh, i mean would i have loved to see it in imax heck yes i would have right but at this point i feel like i want to watch it as soon as possible so that it isn't spoiled and then later on if i can watch it in imax or whatever then cool you know but uh, at least if i get a chance to watch it once without someone on Instagram or TikTok being like, oh, this was the greatest part of the movie. I'm pretty sure that's not what they sound like, but in my head, that's what they sound like. <laughs> Maybe we should look into renting a movie theater. <laughs> look, <laughs> you are not far off. This right? is actually a conversation I've had with three other people at this point. I don't know what the prices are going to be like, but I know that during the pandemic, one of the things you could do was rent out a theater for 20 people mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, it wasn't that expensive. No. 250 bucks or something. It yeah. Like too bad. It was like 200 <laughs> in most places, yeah. like depending on the time of day. And I think that's, you know, for the comfort of being able to watch it, you know, with a group of friends and, you know, you don't have to deal with other people and everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you get to watch it. That's amazing. But with everything kind of returning back to semi-normal-ish, that's going to be difficult to do, especially for a top-tier film like Spider-Man, which, you know, when you're breaking the internet, setting records like that, yeah, I don't think they're going to rent out a $200 theater for Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> we could try. <laughs> it's like, you want Spider-Man? $2,000. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> It's like, it's cool. I'll go on eBay, buy my $500 ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, so speaking of Spider-Man, you know, we always joke about Disney or Marvel, like, listening or tapping us and be like, oh, yeah, he's in. (laughs) We'll see about that. Well, it happened again (laughs) because last week there was so many reports and you know there was a lot of speculation about whether Tom Holland was going to return to the MCU as Spider-Man and you know uh I did mention that maybe it was a red herring because they were trying to throw everybody off you know because Tom Holland can be a little chatty chatty sometimes and you know he likes to give away stuff and um the day the day after we recorded this epi- last week's episode the first thing that pops up into my Google feed was 
Tom Holland set to return to the MCU as Spider-Man. I'm like, ah, come on now. Come on. (laughs) They know. (laughs) Right? They heard and they were like, oh, yeah, hold my beer, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's good news. You know, obviously, I've, I I think I've been pretty open about how I feel about Tom Holland as Spider-Man. He's probably my personal favorite Spider-Man. I know that a lot of people tend to go Tobey Maguire. He's the OG for most people. And, you know, he's like everything and more as Spider-Man. Larry, I think you, Tobey Maguire is your favorite Spider-Man, right? Yes. It was not at that time, children. Marvel was not a reference point as it is then, you know, now. it's It was like... And that followed Toby's like, gosh, he better show up in this movie. I mean, <laughs> I know that this that's been like a hidden thing too. That's not confirmed at all yet, but might be the worst secret ever if you guys talked about. But it's I think we've talked about. I think it's a, it's it's because Toby brings that well your neighborhood spider feel for sure. Tom Holland has that. He has that vibe too. But I get too much connections with Iron Man. But that is good for mm. a comic book too. That's good for a comic book. Th- basis i just all i know is you know everybody i think where toby lost a lot of people was when he became dark toby (laughs) in spider-man so that i think that's that's kind of where it kind of got wonky too but i can see i am a toby fan he's also only the only american of the three for playing a a boy from uh new york oh yeah Ah. yeah i would probably put toby mcguire at the top as well if Tom Holland's not in the mix. And the only reason I... Like, for very similar reasons that you said, Larry, is why I actually like Tom Holland. Because I understand what you're saying about Toby. Like, there is the neighborhood... Like, that friendly neighborhood Spider-Man vibe that he brings to it. But he doesn't bring the awkward teenager side that of Peter Parker as well as Tom Holland does to me you know i don't know how other people feel about it like there's a lot of aspects of toby spider-man that i love more than tom holland's but i love tom holland's peter parker over toby's peter parker i i I can see how uh some people would choose one or the uh over the other uh if there's anything that we've learned obviously you know i i'm gonna continue saying this and that if there's anything that we learned if there's something that we definitely want in the parks or in the films all i have to do is say the opposite so i'm gonna be like Uh-oh. dude toby Maguire not showing up in this movie boom you're okay. welcome okay uh, I so. all i have to do I is say the opposite so. <laughs> tomorrowland will never be redone as a tron area boom oh, done Next People week, we're going to get... Like <laughs> People Mover is never coming back. Aww, Churros will never mover. be $3 again. <laughs> right? Yeah, I wish. So right. make a list, people, because there will we know never... how to get what we want now. <laughs> Annual passes are never coming back. They will never be $500 again. Oh, God. That's a good one. That Case in point... will not be free for Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point... You know, talking about Spider-Man, it's like it's a small world now. Because in the last episode, I'm like, yeah, man, there's too much damage. Like, I'm reading the reports and all this stuff is happening. I think it's going to be closed for like a year. Disney's like, oh, yeah, we're working around the clock. We're opening next week, sucker. Like, okay. Two for two. Right? Like I said, all we have to do is say what we don't want, and we're going to get it. So, 
You know, we love the reservation system. That should stay forever. I think the reservation system is going to be here for beyond 20 years. (laughs) I think the reservation is a keen idea. Disney Genie and Lightning Lane are, you know, the best system that they put in place these days. And, you know, you really don't think about all the perks that you get. You just forget about what used to be there and just think about what you get now. You get to be on your phone that that when you had paper paper fast passes you never got to be on your phone before and it was just it was a slog having to walk across the park and get all these tickets and is this bit running too long i don't know but it is (laughs) (laughs) can you tell how i feel about disney genie i don't know but hey on the plus side we've now guaranteed that it's gonna be there forever Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you know, I, I, you know, I can't be angry at that. Actually, the fact that it's a small world holiday is going to be reopening really soon. I think is fantastic because, you know, we all talked about how it, we feel it's a staple of the mm-hmm. holiday season, and I know that there's been a lot of people that were upset that it closed. I know you recently went, and it was closed the day I think that you went. Right? Was the day that it closed? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now you hopefully you have the opportunity to go back. If you're, you know, if you win the, the reservation lottery, uh, then great. Uh, it's hit or miss right now. There's times where things become available and there's times where things are not available. I, I don't know how things clear up and when they do or don't or when Disney decides to open up more slots if they don't sell enough tickets or something. I don't know how it works right now. But the point is, if you're on there and you check the site, you might get lucky enough to get a couple of reservations, depending on the amount of people that you want to bring with you on any particular day during the month of December. Immediately searching, you may not find anything. But if you're willing to have that page open and keep refreshing a couple times an hour... You might get lucky and you might see some reservations available. Also, a random thing that I found out, um, the, all the people that you have your passes linked to, you can see all of their reservations. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> I, was, I was like, That's more to I me. got a notification, don't forget, you're going to Disneyland on this day. And I was like, I surely am not. <laughs> I, I did not book a reservation. Let me see. Oh, it's Melissa. Sorry. <laughs> I, I wish I was going. No, it was, no, I have you in there too, Larry. Oh, <laughs> That's funny. Oh, one more thing about Hawkeye since we were talking about it. If you are fans of Rogers the Musical, we saw that FYE had the Rogers the Musical shirt available. Uh, hashtag not sponsored. We just thought it was super cool that you could actually purchase something with that art on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the shirt only comes in yellow, though, right? As far as I could tell, I didn't do too much uh, searching, but yellow is not uh, my kind of color, so I didn't get it. But if they come out with a blue or black or something, I'll be all over it for sure. Ooh, yeah, ideally nice. black. They have socks. I just found socks. With Rogers, Rogers the Musical? Yeah, Rock'em Socks. I don't know if it's an official thing, but... What? Socks. I didn't see the socks. I saw the I shirt. I just Googled Rogers the Musical t-shirt. 
Target is selling a Rogers the Musical. Okay, now this is going to be Uh-oh. a little hole. <laughs> and Andrew goes oh, no. into merch hole. Um, here it comes. Oh, here's oh. Mm, they have a black. Oh, that's a kids shirt. Oh, they have down kids. The rabbit hole. <laughs> they have a kids Rogers the sh- Musical shirt in black. Oh, oh what? And and gray. So okay, well. Just ignore me. I'll be looking at this before the episode <laughs> continues. And I mean, I'm yeah. sure that if you search the internet, there are going to be many sites with unauthorized versions of yeah, that like logo. Red... Oh, hot topic. Oh, hot oh. topic would be hot pretty topic. official, I think. There we go. Yeah, oh, there's my sure. size Licensing. in stock. How much is shipping? Oh, they have multiple. They have oh, they have three different ones. Ooh. Oh, okay. Ooh. Anyway, sorry. Wait a second. Now I have to go check it. They have okay. So they have. <laughs> if you go to Hot Topic, you want to follow along on this Google search. Um, Hot Topic has a Rogers the Musical um, shirt that is like the poster art on a black <gasps> T-shirt. They have a gray shirt with the Rogers the Musical, just the logo text, and they have a blue shirt with the Rogers the Musical logo but then it shows like silhouettes of the avengers in the background i like it and i don't know how long this is going on but as of as we're recording this episode you know just a couple days before we release it it says buy two get one free yeah they have a lot of hawkeye stuff they have this um it's like a ugly sweater t-shirt that says this sweater is on point. It has Kate and uh, Cl- uh, whatever his name is. Hawkeye. <laughs> Clive. Close. Cliff. Clint. What? Clint. Clint. There you go. Clancy. <laughs> Clancy. <laughs> Wow. You, you oh, they have a lot. Funny? Oh, there's so many. He, he needs. He's got bad labeling, right? It says uh, he needs a better. <laughs> well, everybody knows everybody else's name. It's like, what's his name again? What? You want to hear something it, funny? So I went to the Hot Topic site. Again, uh-huh. hashtag not sponsored. But well, I'm be. searching through. I find all the shirts. Rogers the Musical, Marvel's Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. These are so cool. Black and blue and like a light gray. I scroll down and there's a Funko Pop of Roger Taylor from Duran Duran. <laughs> How that one Funko ended up in the Rogers the Musical. Well, like, oh, I mean, Roger, I guess, yeah. It. I guess. Ugh, it's just ridiculous. It's like right? Roger but Waters like and Roger funny. Rabbit and all the different Rogers. <laughs> all the Rogers. Mr. Mr. will appear Rogers, in the next yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, oh, it says two days only, buy to get one free site wide. Okay. Hmm. Okay. What sizes do they have this in? Because if they have, they have uh, this in X. what Fluffy refers to as size, damn! Extra small I might, to 3X on Hot I Topic website, it. according to this. Um, <laughs> Did you see s- that the logo for Rogers and the Shield are sparkly? Oh, I didn't Ooh. see that one. I found one that's a <laughs> look it's a Hawkeye shirt and it has an arrow with Christmas lights around it. And oh, that's they have cool. they have also like the like Hawkeye logo, which is like looks like the Chevron logo. It's purple. Oh yeah, Larry, you would dig it. that one. It's all black, purple sleeves, and the big purple like logo on the front. But then they have this one, which you can't see. Oh, this is. I just can't believe that Clint's going to go for purple. They keep referencing this purple. You mean I Clive. Just, I can't <laughs> I love the line he said in this uh, most recent episode about there's a reason why I don't wear suits. I'm gonna, another spoiler, folks. It's because yeah. 
when my you know my wife would divorce me if she saw me wearing something like that <laughs> i swear they made 400 t-shirts for hawkeye on hot topics website if you want a hawkeye t-shirt go to hot topic there's i keep clicking <laughs> there's and then there's so more many. and more and more and more Welcome to the Hot Topic podcast. Where we talk right. about hot Topic t-shirts. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored, but we're open for it, Hot Topic. Yeah, we're open. We're all like window shopping here. Hey, what this podcast? makes for great podcasting. Looking at stuff. Yeah, looking at stuff, right? So anyway, you know what? Considering this is only two days by the time that this episode releases, I don't think this is going to be available. So but they'll have the after shirts. we're done recording. Yeah, but I think after we're done recording, we should at least take a couple screenshots and then post it to an Instagram story. Mm. Yeah. Because at least that way people will see it, and if they're interested, they can they can purchase it. They so. can get a, a, a shirt with gingerbread versions of uh, Hawkeye and Kate Stop! Bishop. What? I didn't gingerbread see that. Gingerbread cookies, yeah. It's green. And we're back. And they're on a plate. And <laughs> we're sucked. Stop! <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, we do need to move on from this. But all right. So remind me at the end of the episode, we'll post it. If you're listening to this on release day, you probably already saw it on Instagram. And if you wanted a Rogers the Musical shirt, hopefully you were able to snag one before the sale ran out. It's a pretty decent sale. Buy two, get one free. I think that's uh, pretty decent uh, for, for Hot Topic merch. But yeah, let's move on. Uh, uh, my favorite do... Spider-Man is uh, John Mulaney, by the way. John Mulaney? Spider, Spider-Ham. Oh, yeah. Oh. He was Spider-Ham. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting that he's Spider-Ham. Okay. Anyway. You know what? I I can't argue with that. John Mulaney. You know, it's pretty good. Funny. Yeah. John Mulaney's a funny dude. But Hazen was going to say, before we go on, let's yeah. like to thank uh, a group of listeners. Uh, I don't have the script, so Hazen say it. All right. So <laughs> before we move on, we do want to thank a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast for your godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you want more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a little info on the FGP squad, a link to our Patreon, and more. Uh, If you have any questions, please reach out to us. Being a part of it allows you to uh, have access to the special Discord section, specifically for the FGP squad, discounts on Podcateer's gear. You get first dibs on anything new that we release on the website. Plus, you get access to additional content like the Podcateer's after show, audio files, and other items that we've uploaded to Patreon. And sometimes Hazen just likes to send you stuff. Yeah. Cool stuff. So... There might be some stuff in the mail now. You never know. And by the time this episode is released, some people might be already receiving said stuff. Who knows? If you're part of the FGP squad, you know. So, you know, if you have any questions or uh, want to be a part of the FGP squad family, head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more info. And, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Whoop, whoop. So, Disney Genie is Mm -hmm. coming to the Disneyland Resort this week, as a matter of fact, the day that this episode releases. You know, after we talked about Disney Genie originally, I kind of didn't keep up with it because I personally (laughs) didn't see myself using it. I wasn't planning on going to the park anytime soon. And 
I've wondered a lot about how Disney Genie will be used and or accepted by Disney, what 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 are kind of like Disney power visitors or power users, right? Because a lot of us as, as annual pass holders would go so often that we kind of knew what we wanted to do. We knew how to kind of maneuver the lines. We knew that when a show was on or a parade was on was a really good time to go ride specific attractions. And so we already kind of knew how to maneuver around the park and we knew how to get what we needed out of our day. With the reservation system, obviously that changes a little bit because long are long gone are the days that you could just pop in for a couple of hours, get yourself some chicken at Plaza Inn, stay for the fireworks and go home. Or pop in in the middle of the day during your lunch break, ride the Haunted Mansion, grab a churro and a hot dog or a corn dog and go back to work or whatever, right? Like those days are gone. At least for the foreseeable future because we've already talked about how we love all of these current features and all of the services so they're going to be around forever wink wink <laughs> so knowing all of that one have any of you been keeping up with how people have received disney genie at walt disney world and do you think it's any indication of how it's going to be received here at disneyland once it fully launches I haven't been really paying attention to what they've been saying, but um, I'm I'm curious how it's going to be here. I take back my first comment when I said, oh, yeah, maybe it'll be worth it. No, I was uh, I don't know what I was talking about. So I don't see it doing really well over here. Like I said, it'll be interesting. Because, I don't know, I kind of feel like attractions should be up 100% in order to be charged a certain amount. And if they aren't, then they aren't worth it. So, again, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I've been loosely following the, you know, you see it on Twitter and you see it on, you know, email and Google alert and blah, 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 whatever. But it at Walt Disney World, it seems like it's getting used a lot the the uh return times especially for um the lightning lane for like rise of resistance and avatar and stuff like that are going very quickly um and then once those go then all the other stuff goes because people are you know they're paying for it and that they're going to use it if they're paying for it and they just go 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 away and there's a lot of pictures where you see, you know, I haven't seen the firsthand accounts of like, well, it took us X amount of time to get through the lightning lane line, but pictures of people outside, you know, the attraction in a big long line with a cast member holding a sign that says lightning lane, enter here. And it, it just seems like it's, it, it's worse than what FastPass was for um like staggering those return times and and making people the whole point is to wait less in line but when the lightning lane line is longer than the standby line then you don't feel like you're getting your money's worth even if you know you wait the same um or even five minutes less it still doesn't seem like you're really beating the system or you're getting your money's worth for an, you know five minutes extra or whatever and to melissa's point 
yeah, if an attraction is goes down or is not operating at as close to a hundred percent as possible, why would I want to know? Why would I want to pay eight to ten dollars or whatever it is to ride a ride that's not in its full capacity, which I could have got rode for just the price of my admission? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it. I I agree. I don't feel like it should do well here, but there's those group of people that, you know, they're just gonna, Oh, I'll buy it to try it. And then every, and then they see it getting used and then the, the ball keeps rolling and, Oh, these people are using it. So I got to use it because the line is this and da, 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 da. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it, it's just a free for all that like free fall. Um, there and we're stuck in genie land. I don't, I don't know. I see it going very poorly, I guess. I <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on yeah. Disney Genie. I think I'm with the majority of them too. What I follow mostly through social media, people yep, that are from Disney World or have like a Disney World account, that's as close as I could get to seeing if they've used it. And I don't necessarily uh, follow that every day, so I couldn't see if what days they did or didn't or if they did. But from what you see generally... I think a lot of people have been testing it out and how do I put this from what I see, regardless of the demand of what it's doing there at Disney world, I think the, I, we've had this conversation before with other things like them bringing magic band to Disneyland. There's two different parks here. And I think Disney world fans that go or locals that go there are well aware of this too. It's designed like the magic band has been there before and they kind of had this system of, well, we've already had something similar to the Max Pass and the Magic Band at Disney World, right? So this D- Genie and Genie Plus service kind of is like that rolling together, but not necessarily upgrade because we don't know that yet. So from what I understand there, what I see, it works a lot like those two things combined. And they are there's benefits of it, but like Andrew said, there is still a lot of things they're working out with this new system that are creating weights. And I think looking at that aspect, um, it's just to jump the one next thing, like Andrew said, is to keep it short until we discuss it further and you give your take, Hazen. I don't know if that applies to Disneyland. That's my main point. Like, is this going to really work for Disneyland? Because you're talking about a lot more attractions available at Disney World than there is at Disneyland. That's a part of it. Yeah. You do have four parks worth, obviously, you know, at Walt Disney World that you can use it with. And the ironic part of the situation is that it's $15 at Walt Disney World, and it's going to be $20 here at Disneyland. <laughs> Kicker. You know, so $5 more for less attractions. You know, as far as we know, I think the Lightning Lane attractions that are going to be available opening day for this service are Autopia, Big Thunder, uh, Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters, Haunted Mansion, Indiana Jones Adventure, It's a Small World, Matterhorn Bobsleds, Smuggler's Run, Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, although that's going to be closing soon, it looks like, uh, for uh, either the Princess and the Frog uh, reimagining or for something else, uh, and Star Tours. So that's what's going to be available. At California Adventure... It does seem like an even smaller pool, obviously, because the park is smaller, but also, like, Goofy Sky School. Really? Like, eh? Goofy Sky School, Grizzly River Run, Mission Breakout, Incredicoaster, 
Mike and Sully to the Rescue, Soren Around the World, and Toy Story Midway Mania. Um, and then that's going to be part of like the overall one. But the individual ones at Disneyland are going to be Rise of the Resistance and a California Adventure, Radiator Springs Racers, and Web Slingers. So you have these two flavors of Lightning Lane, right? You have the all-encompassing one, and then you have these like individual a la carte ones that you can get as well. It is interesting to see how people are going to receive it here. And I, I stick to... I don't remember who I had this conversation with or if it was even on the podcast at this point. But, you know, my my argument for something like Genie Plus was that there is a use case for it where if somebody is coming on vacation for one day and they're driving or flying or, you know, they're coming to Disneyland as part of their vacation and they come once a year. Yeah, absolutely. Get something like this. And if it's going to help you get through the lines then great, you know, because your your time there will be much more enjoyable. However, the accuracy of Genie Plus is going to determine what the value is for, you know, what you're getting. Because a lot of our listeners may be familiar with a service that we've used in the past called Touring Plans. And Touring Plans is a fantastic service where they've been doing this for a really long time. It's like $5 a year, like some insanely like inexpensive thing yearly and you know their their uh their times for attractions are super accurate the way that they map things out for you in the park are always really enjoyable and they they nail it every single time this is years of r&d that have gone into this right Disney is just starting this. And yes, Disney does have a head start with how queues work and the fast pass system itself. By the way, I, I want to dedicate a segment in the near future to talk about this amazing video that Defunct Land put out recently. Kevin Perger did this entire like mini documentary on fast pass and the history of lines and queues and everything. It's an amazing video. If you have not had an opportunity to watch it, we'll put it in the blog post for this episode, podcasters.com slash 390. Go check that out. We're going to be talking about it very soon, but it kind of goes in line with all of this that we're talking about, right? And I think that's why Disney wanted to jump into this themselves because historically they have all of this information that they can use to help them determine you know how to how much to charge and how long it's going to take but was what i think worried a lot of people was some of the posts that we began seeing on social media where disney genie would say the wait time is 120 minutes but people were only waiting for like 45 or 50 minutes for the attraction like if you were in standby queue right so uh i think you're right i think that they're still trying to like hammer out a lot of the kinks that are going to be a part of the service. It's brand new. We've seen this before. They start something new. They don't know how it's going to function. And, you know, you can throw all sorts of models at it and you you think it's going to function one way, but computer programmers or coders know that people can break things. You know, people have different ways of using these products and there's always going to be somebody that's going to find a way to break something that you that you do. So, that's, I think, what they're trying to work out here. 
But uh, yeah, personally, I don't see myself using Genie Plus unless we're in a group or we have family coming over and we're like walking around with family trying to give them a better experience because they're not there as often or something like I don't I don't know. Like I'm I'm not the person that they're trying to sell this to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're definitely not alone on that because you said we some of us know how to navigate around like um star tours when we had went last went it was what 10 minutes maybe oh we wow just happened, yeah we happened upon it and, and there was no yeah. line like okay we're going okay right and <laughs> you gotta take those opportunities exactly so i mean you'll see them and i guess we kind of know like fireworks go jump on space mountain go on big thunder go to mansion when phantasmic comes back that's when you want to go all these little things. So yeah, I won't. I don't see myself using this either. I just nah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's a poll that I think hopefully doesn't change for next week because I know in the last episode I was like, let's put up a poll. Are you excited because this might be Tom Holland's last Spider-Man appearance or because it's just the film? And then next day they were like, he's coming back. It's like, ah, we don't need that poll anymore. So we didn't put it up. But I think this is a good one. Like, I'd be mm -hmm. curious to see how many of our listeners intend on using Genie Plus. So maybe we'll just put up a do you intend on using it? Yes or no. And then we can talk about the results in next week's episode. Yeah. And if you have any comments, please uh, join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or you can join us over on Discord and let us know how you feel about Genie Plus and whether you're going to be using it, if you think it's worth it, you know, all of, all of that stuff. And we can talk about it in an upcoming episode. I was just one to throw one kink into it. I don't know if you guys have been reading it more than I have, but I think the one difference I am seeing that may change our data there is that doesn't the Disney Plus at Disneyland come with PhotoPass now? Like it's a part of that. If you buy Genie Plus, you'll get PhotoPass for a day. So maybe that could affect a little bit difference. I know at Disney World, that's not a part of it. Disney World, you have to like add on like a PhotoPass, I think. But I think the one we're getting will be different here at Disneyland. Not to say it's more of a bundle i guess you'd say like oh it's a perk but there is people like andrew's talked about before hey yeah i like using photopass sometimes when i go to the park it's like a benefit so i think that's wrapped into genie plus which i could be wrong but just to double check i'm pretty sure that was one of the differences we were going to see that could make a difference in the data too yeah i i mean i think they don't have photopass but don't they have the augmented reality thing at disney world yes yeah and and yeah. i i want to say that uh, yeah, you know what? I, I don't want to say that it is included without fully researching it, but I want to say that at some point I read that the Disney World version includes the augmented reality lenses. Yeah, I've seen I've seen people using those, and I so I would I would uh, have to assume that that uh, is true. Okay, I've I've seen those you know people like Mickey over their shoulder and figments in the air and whatever, all just like different like. AR stuff, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously you don't get the specific PhotoPass ones that you may want to get, but you do have a different opportunity. And who's to say that the augmented stuff isn't going to be coming to Disneyland as part of the one that we get here, right? So, Absolutely. I, I'm sure that there's people... I Honestly, I would probably get it... I know I said I would never use it, but I would probably get it one time 
just to test all of those lenses and all those photo opportunities out once and then get my pictures and then you know it, it's something cool which if you know photoshop and you really try you could do them yourself but in the park don't have to do any work you pay 20 bucks it might be worth it to some people and if that's the case well then great you know i would probably like i said i'd probably get it one time try all of those experiences and then that's it but i don't know maybe if they added additional things later on i might be more inclined to use it or maybe if they dropped it five dollars or i don't know ten dollars or fifteen dollars yeah no it's gonna be twenty dollars forever right (laughs) forever exactly And, and larry yes i just looked it up and yes photo past downloads are included with disneyland's genie plus so there we go i want so when we do the data folks and we pull up that nice surveys and puts up on the insta keep that in mind too because that does make a little bit of a difference i would think yeah a little bit yeah i mean it's like twenty dollars to get a the photo pass downloads right now so if they keep that around if i if i'm going if it's just like me and my wife like we'll probably if we want the photos just buy the photo pass unless that goes away or we'll only buy one just because we want the photos and not use the rest of the service gotcha. um, because why would i spend forty dollars you know Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's my opinion. Hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see where the majority stands when we run this poll. I'm I'm genuinely curious, and if anybody does have an opportunity to head to the park anytime, you know, within the next few weeks, especially after the launch of this service, because again, the day this episode releases is the day that it becomes officially available at Disneyland. If you happen to use it, we'd love to hear what your experience was like. We'd love to hear uh, what the contrast was or the similarities as far as what was posted for the attraction times, uh, what it said in the service, what it said in the app. You know, uh, we'd love to hear the entire experience. So uh, hit us up if you have um, some info on that. Um, couple more things before we wrap up. Uh, we do have a new Disney chairman. Bob Iger is finally stepping down. And that finally is not uh, something that I'm like, oh, yes, finally it's happening. Uh, But it looks like Bob Iger had hung around for quite some time uh, because, you know, many of you might know that Bob Iger has been trying to step down as CEO of the company for quite some time now. He's attempted at least three different times that we're aware of. And each time he's been met with uh, more money and more responsibility. (laughs) And each time, you know, I think as fans, we've been fairly happy with some of the things that he's been able to deliver. And uh, he did hang around after he passed the reins on to Bob Chapek. Uh, He stood on as chairman of the board. And uh, I think he's been kind of helping the company through this really unprecedented time. Like nobody Mm -hmm. saw coming that, you know, as Bob Chapek was taking over that the pandemic would hit and all of a sudden you were going to have to hard pivot, you know, the company in X amount of directions to try to, you know, do whatever you have to do to maintain a company. So now a couple years later, the, you know, we're, we're a couple years into the pandemic now and Bob Iger is stepping down as chairman and Susan Arnold is officially taking over. 
Susan Arnold has been a part of Disney's board now for about 14 years, and she's been an independent lead since 2018. I think Bob Iger's contract will run through the 31st, and then Susan Arnold will take over January 1st. She actually is not employed by Disney. Uh, She comes from the Carlisle Group. It's a private equity firm, and she worked as an operating executive there from 2013 to 2021. Uh, She served as president of global business units at Procter & Gamble for a few years prior to that. She's worked at other companies like MBTY. She's worked at, at McDonald's. You know, from a business standpoint, obviously you want somebody that knows how to handle a company, that knows how to steer the reins, and you want somebody who's going to be, that's going to have the ability to handle the day-to-day pressures of a company as large as Disney. And as far as that's concerned, it looks like Susan Arnold is very well fit for a role like this. But historically speaking, we've seen that when there's a marriage between having the business know-how and a creative spark that allows you to be a part of the action as it's being created in the parks, the way that Bob Iger was, the way that Walt Disney was, right? Going Mm -hmm. all the way back to Walt himself. There have been people that have been, you know, really good at one thing, not so great at the other, and some that were pretty good at both and then leverage the talents of others to do their thing. Like Bob Iger did that really well, I think. Like he let Kevin Feige do his thing. He let the folks at Pixar do their thing and so on. Bringing in somebody that seemingly, I, I don't I don't want to say she doesn't because obviously we don't know a lot about her. But seemingly from what we do know about her not being a, a creative person how do you think this might affect how the Disney company, you know, is molded over the next two years, knowing the type of, of leader that Bob Chapek is and now bringing in somebody that's also not a creative person or, again, seemingly not a creative person? There's There's got to be a reason why she was chosen. I, I don't know anything about her either, just besides what <clears throat> she just told us. And for for one, I'm... This is kind of exciting to just see a female, you know, take that responsibility. That first first thing, it's like, yay, you know, that's cool. Um, how she is, it, I'm hoping she'll be open to those who are creative and hopefully work together. Let's see some good stuff happen since it's been like a cruddy time, you know. Hopefully she'll turn a new leaf and that's what I'm I'm going to hold on to. There's like I said there's got to be a reason she's taking this position after Bobby. I'm I'm hope, I'm I'm being hopeful here. I am. Yeah, yeah you got to, you know, you got to have some hope. Hopefully she does, you know, the things that you both said bringing in the people that, you know, have the the ideas and letting them run free with the ideas you know funding these things and making people happy and making all the people happy not just the people that are the stockholders and i mean that's what you have i'm a stockholder like i got one but i'm still a stockholder like 
So you got to make me happy too, not just the one, you know, the ones that have thousands upon thousands of stock, you know, that this company has um, built itself as this, you know, inclusive family. We're for everybody. We're for this. But the way it's kind of turning in the last, you know, post pandemic era has been this is a premium brand with premium price tag and uh, for the people that can afford it. Um, so it's, it's kind of disappointing and hopefully, you know, she sees the outcry because there's no shortage of it um, in the, you know, Facebook, Twitter, media today about, you know, people, they can't go to Disneyland anymore. Or it's, you know, whatever it used to be easier to go da 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 we've talked about it a million times but there's got to be a balance between what we had and where we are now with you know making it us think that we're getting the uh, the our money's worth and not like we're getting our pockets picked every time we want to do something that has disney attached to it yeah um so yeah i mean i i i wish her all the best and i hope that uh this is a good step forward for all of us um because i mean i i read something you know people saying that this is a vote of no confidence in chapek because they didn't put him as chairman of the board so i wonder how he feels about um all of this um so yeah that's that's what i got hmm that's interesting i had not read that before but honestly i think whether it is a vote of confidence for him or not i think that having different people you know manage each of those roles does help a little with checks and balances and again you make so many great points andrew i think the the idea of feeling like we're not getting our money's worth, you know, after going for so long. But I, again, it's it's hard to argue on both sides, right? Because, again, I understand the whole idea of Disney being a, a company. They want to make money. But at the same time, I also understand that I think as former annual pass holders or now legacy annual pass holders because now we're magic key holders um i think we were spoiled right we talked so many times about having the opportunity to go to the park so many times on what our passes cost that literally there were people there every single day when they had their passes you know not a day went by that they did not go to the park and so when you break down the cost of what is that? I mean, let me quickly bring up a calculator here. Like what was it like $1,400 for like the the premiere, right? Mm -hmm. And then you divide it by 365 days. You were going to Disneyland for less than $4 a day. And for you to take up resources in the park, I mean, one would argue, well, it's one person. They don't take up resources 
Well, then multiply that by 10,000 people that were doing the same thing or 20,000 people that were doing the same thing. And you can understand why Disney wanted to make these changes. As a user, do you feel that you're, you know, being nickel and dimed at times? Yeah, you kind of do feel like that because you got so used to something that we didn't have before. But it is interesting that they did select somebody else to not have you know, the same title, because Bob Iger held both titles for such a long time. I hadn't heard that, that it was because it wasn't a, a there wasn't a vote of confidence for him. But uh, again, I, I said seemingly that she doesn't have this creative side to her. But again, we don't know enough to say one way or another. I think a year from now, once we see the direction that the company has taken, I think we'll have a little more understanding of, you know, why she was selected and, you know, how it's been and how we feel as annual pass holder, I'm sorry, as uh, magic key holders, or just as visitors of the park, you know, in general. But yeah, uh, I don't know what, what else there is to say about this. Congratulations to her. You know, obviously, for getting the position, it's a very prestigious position to have, especially in the Walt Disney Company. Uh, And we wish her the best. We hope that everything that she does is obviously in the best interest of not only the stockholders, like you said, Andrew, but also the little guys, you know, that uh, aren't stockholders or the little guys that have only one stock option, (laughs) you know, that you have the interest of all of us and that you help the magic remain in the parks the way that it has and the way that we're used to seeing it uh definitely a topic that we're gonna have to revisit a year from now and then Set see the calendar now yeah and and then let's uh we'll schedule that and see how how everything is going uh and then finally since we talked about walt uh in the conversation it was walt disney's birthday this week yesterday as a matter of fact from the day that we're recording this episode december 5th is Walt Disney's birthday. This would have been his 125th? 120th. Uh, 20th. 20th. Uh, I, I, I can't do the maths. Uh, yeah, 120 years old. It's uh, Walt Disney would have been this year. You know, the the idea of, of people arguing all the time of, well, how would Walt feel about this? Walt would hate this, and Walt would this, and Walt would that. One, you know... It's hard to say how Walt would feel because none of us are Walt, right? We've always, we could right. speculate and we could read about how he was and he was a dreamer. And, you know, honestly, Walt would have probably been like, no, I hate this. And this, again, speculation on my part. He would have been like, no, I hate this. We shouldn't do this. And here's why. And then there would have been somebody there like Roy to say, Okay, I get what you're saying, Walt, but due to inflation and due to this and due to that, we have to do this now because of this, this, and this. So as much as Walt was a dreamer and maybe he didn't personally believe in doing any of this, there was always people like Roy there to kind of bring him back to earth and tell him, here's why we have to do this, because you're going to lose all your money again if you don't. (laughs) Right. You know, so, uh, yeah. I I would love to, you know what I would love to see at Disneyland? You know, we talked about those VR experiences with Walt. They -hmm. always have like celebrations for the the anniversary of Disneyland when it opened. But I don't think they've ever done like a Walt celebration in the park. 
Like, I would love for them to have a Walt celebration on his birthday, do the happy birthday thing, maybe at the flagpole or at the partner statue. That'd be dope. Ooh. Imagine. Celebration. I would yeah. love it. That would be so cool. Um, I, I, hopefully one day. Oh, maybe if I say this. I hope they never have a celebration. I'm hearing <laughs> you're hearing it more and more that they keep saying that they're never going to have it. And we really, you know, that's the company stance. They're never going to have it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's never going to happen. News bulletin next week. Headline news. Next year, Walt Disney will be celebrating his birthday at Disneyland Park. <laughs> they don't do that anymore, the news. I don't know why that's so associated with the news, but whatever. Well, you know what? If we ever do the news, maybe we should bring it back. I just have to do yeah. it live every time. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Just, do, 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 that's fine. Anyway. I'm for it. <laughs> I'm here my for niece's it. birthday. My niece uh, shares a birthday with Walt Disney, so that's kind of fun. Oh, right. nice. Yeah. Well, well happy birthday, birthday to her. So, happy birthday, Emily. Yay. Aww. I don't think she listens. She's nine. Like <laughs> <laughs> It's out in the atmosphere. There you <laughs> go. You know what? You can at least show her that part of the podcast. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Any final thoughts on anything that we talked about today? Uh, <laughs> no. Who's going to no. go shopping after this on Hot Topic? I mean, Hot Topic. the Hot Topic site is already up on my computer, so all I have to it's do is finish the right clickety clickies. Yeah. I mean, see, the last time I bought stuff on the podcast, I mean, it was shipping in next March or whatever, so I don't... <laughs> Scared to pull the trigger. Who knows what's going to happen? Next episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my biggest problem is that they don't have size DM. Uh, it stops at just below size DM. So, I mean, I'm out. Sadly. But I don't know. That's Maybe somebody else. I, I can live through through all of you wearing. It doesn't have to be the yellow shirt, Andrew. But we'll get you something. Who wants? Who's a anybody out there in podcast land? Uh, know a seamstress that can uh, make haze in a shirt? Let us know, or uh, or a tailor, or a or a whoever. I don't know. You know, shirt years ago, printer. Or, or, or. I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, I guess I could just call Hot Topic and be like. Why do you hate me? Make make an, a size larger. Just call your local hot topic and they'll be very confused. <laughs> they won't know. Uh, you know, back back in the day, back when I was a youngin, uh the in the music scene, something very popular amongst uh many punk listeners was to take pieces of a shirt and then just use safety pins. To pin it to mm-hmm. an existing shirt that they had, either to cover it up or because, you know, they didn't have the full shirt or the other. So maybe I should do that. Maybe I should bring that back and I, I mean, should buy the shirt, tear it up, and then pin it to a shirt that is size damn. All this other stuff, I mean, is coming back. They're like Jenko jeans seem to be coming back. I don't know why, but, you know, why not safety pinning a shirt? We'll turn our clothes inside out. I don't know. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, that that'll be comfortable. <laughs> I I I'm sounding like a grumpy old man right now. <laughs> I'm not even thirty years old. I sound like a grumpy old man. <laughs> All right, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. So on that note, 
keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. I really, really hope the prior director of McDonald's Corp doesn't bring back the ooey delicious McDonald's fries in the park. No, but that's actually a good idea. <laughs> I know he's doing oh, that on I'm purpose. Putting it oh, in I, the I see. I got you. I got you. This was a bit yeah. we just did. Yeah. We had it. Okay, I gotta edit that part out. Be like, yeah, Larry. Yeah. yeah never yeah, gonna no happen. <laughs> never gonna happen. Part of the Podcateers Network.